Welcome to the Blarney, the official London Irish podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Blarney podcast. Coming up this week, we chat to Academy coach Declan Danher about the Aces' strong start to the season. And we're joined by Operations Manager Richard Watson, who talks us through the operations behind having Fiji here ahead of the Rugby World Cup. Declan, thanks very much once again for joining us on the Blarney podcast. Firstly, uh, this season, uh, obviously you're still an academy coach, but your role um, has moved over to the ace side as well. Um, and you've had a very successful start as head coach. Two, two games, two wins. Can you talk us through those two first, uh, first and second round games? Yeah, look, um, we came back. Uh, start, so with the last two weeks before school started um, at St. Paul's where we run our ace college, uh, we did a, a quick two-week pre-season. Um, and we had a couple of warm-up games. Um, and they went okay, um, and a lot of our, uh, probably nine of our players were involved with our with our goal squad, with our under 18, so we, we played a lot of the youngsters and the new guys coming in, and um, they got a bit of game time, and um, we've had a good start, like you said, we played at home last week against Ivy Bridge, um, and we've got a good performance, and then yesterday down in Filton, um, tough day at the office, but the boys managed to, to grind out a 12-8 win down there, which is... So obviously brilliant. Um, it's it's been a good start, and that's a, a lot of that credit goes to the players um, and to some of the senior guys, so the guys who are in upper sixth, who've uh, who've stepped up and, and taken over where the uh, where the other guys left off last year. And let's start with Filton, because obviously last year Filton came here and, and won the semi final. So was it good to get a little bit of revenge over them? Uh, look, you know, that's sort of obviously it was disappointing last year, but for me it's a it's a clean slate and given the boys an opportunity to sort of a few of those uh, the other boys were involved in that and like I said it, a lot of credit goes to them to, to guys like Jacob Atkins who's our captain um, Jared Lee um, Angus Southern who unfortunately got concussed a week before but came down and was part of part of the team effort um, Sam Evans who's played incredibly well at fullback um, and then I suppose a special mention goes out to the two props Dan and and Austin, who've really stepped up, and sort of the way they performed yesterday was was part of the reason we managed to, to grind that win out. And as I alluded to at the start of this, there's been a fair bit of change with coaches. Giselle, who was an integral part of the program for so long, has moved on. Can you talk us through who's working alongside you in a coaching capacity? Yeah, I'm lucky enough to be to be working along uh, James Lightfoot Brown, who um, obviously played in the sevens and unfortunately he's had to retire. Uh, this year, so obviously rugby's loss is our gain, and um, he's a he's sort of a back skills coach. He, he works with our younger age groups as well. Um, he's full of energy. I'm I'm very lucky to to have him on board, and I think part of the reason why we've started so well is is because of his energy and and the way he's got the the boys playing. And um, what you want young guys doing is not playing too much structure. You want them playing basically what they see in front of them. Um, and the, the credit goes to him for for the way they're playing, and the boys are starting really, really starting to buy into that now, which is which is great. Um, and like you said, obviously it was it was you know disappointing. G G didn't stay, but you can sort of see the legacy she's left behind. And uh, I'd be grateful because you know one of the first people who helped me on my coaching journey was her. So um, I know she was she was happy when she knew it was me taking over in a head coaching role. So obviously with lights, and then look other people behind the scenes. Manny does a fantastic job with the boys. Um, patching up after their uh, their bumps and bruises because it is a pretty physical game on a Wednesday. Um, Nick Gallagher looking after their S and C program, and Brian Fitzpatrick who's come on board this year is doing our analysis in the academy. Who's doing a fantastic job, and we're trying to really get the boys to take ownership of 
of the way they watch games and, and present back to us. So he's been a, he's been a big part of that. And looking ahead to next week, round three, big game here at Hazelwood next Wednesday against Truro College. It's going to be a tough a tough ask. Are a good side? Yeah, they are. Um, all three exit colleges um, are tough, and Truro will be um, will be big, physical. Um, they sort of play that brand of Exeter rugby that everyone's going to love over the last couple of years. Um, their colleges produce players for their first team, um, and I know they'll be they'll be hungry to come up, um, you know, down from where they are down in Cornwall, uh, sort of that direction. Up they come to a nice, well, I wouldn't say it's a nice trip to London, but uh, you know, come up for the day and, and sort of look for a bit of a bit of a smash and grab, and and they'll be looking to head home with the points, but. Um, if the boys can uh, can have a good week's training starting uh, tomorrow um, and then sort of build into that next week, then hopefully we'll be in a, in a good place. I know we've got a few bumps and bruises, so we'll look after the boys tomorrow and then uh, hopefully crack on and uh, and get ready for, for Wednesday when it starts on Monday. And looking ahead to the next year's programme and the player cycle, can you give us... Uh, a bit of information on how people can get involved if they're in their GCSEs currently? Yeah, so we're, we're twinned with St Paul's College um, Catholic School just across the road from Hazelwood. Um, the partnership that we have with them is uh, 36 boys um, are on the A scheme. Uh, they do A-levels, um, so you need a minimum of five GCSEs to get into the college and you need your maths and your English to be one of those five. Um, anyone can apply. The school's open day is on the 8th of October and we are going to run two trials on the 3rd and the 10th of November. Um, my details are on the website in terms of uh, contacting me with a rugby CV. Um, everyone is welcome um, and there'll be, uh, like I said, there'll be two trials and um, at the open day and on the trial days we'll explain what the A scheme is all around. And um, the, the basis of it is it's 10 hours of rugby and the boys get a, a good grounding in um, what it takes to be a professional rugby player um, and hopefully that program as, as it has produced over the last couple of years um, can continue to produce players for uh, for the first team so we've been uh, guys like Dave Cece, uh, Motsi, um, players currently at the moment uh, Johnny Williams, Connor Murphy, Ollie Curry, uh, Curtis Langdon um, and hopefully we can one of the people who apply can be uh, can be the next one to uh, sort of get on that conveyor belt and hopefully get themselves a senior contract. Declan, that's great. Thanks very much, as always, for your time on the Blarney podcast. And we hope to catch up with you again later on this season to find out how your squad's getting on. Cheers, boys. So we're now delighted to be joined on the Blarney podcast by London Irish Operations Manager Richard Watson, the man behind sorting out the move to get Fiji here for their training base throughout the World Cup. Richard, how's it all going? Uh, Well, Mike... Uh, yeah, so uh, today is uh, Thursday before England's opening match against Fiji and uh, the Fijians have had a good first seven days with us. And obviously there's two big professional outfits using the facility at the moment with London Irish and Fiji. What are the logistics of trying to manage that and make sure that everyone's getting the facilities when they need it? Yeah, it's a challenge, uh, but it's all about communication. So we've worked hard with the Fijian team. England Rugby 2015 and our first team to be able to make sure that it all fits in the same building at the same time. And for the facility, what is it that attracted Fiji to us to to be here in Hazelwood throughout? What is the most important time for them? I think um, 
yeah, obviously we're very close to Twickenham in, in, uh, in Sunbury, so it's not far from um, their stadium. Also, our facilities are excellent. So outside we have five four-size four size rugby pitches and uh, I think the Fijians and the Welsh and teams for the knockouts have been particularly impressed with the standard of facilities, which are truly world-class. And obviously our facility is um, only one element of it. Yeah, so... Um, the Excel Leisure Centre in Walton worked with us right from the start um, and they've been a great partner to help help try and deliver all of the facilities that we need. Um, the outdoor training venue is us, um, but then you need an indoor training venue as well. So that's the Excel in Walton. They've been fantastic to work with. And after Fiji leave us, we welcome Wales. The preparations for, for Wales joining us for the, for the two games against England and Australia at Twickenham. Logistically, the same sort of operation for you? Yep, very similar. Um, it's just about making sure that we deliver what we say we are going to deliver, and we will do. So it's um, it's an exciting time. And Rich, you played a key role in actually getting Hazelwood here. Now it's actually here. How big an endorsement is this for the facility to have two world-class World Cup sides choosing it to be their venue for such an important time? Well, I think, you know, crucially... Um, Hazelwood is the home of London Irish. London Irish is a rugby club and the World Cup is the biggest and best competition in rugby. So in terms of an international accolade for rugby, you can't get much higher than hosting teams playing in the best tournament in the world for that sport. I guess an important aspect of that is just forward planning, making sure that everyone knows when they're going to be in the gym, when they're going to be training, when they're going to be in team rooms. Yeah, so, so ultimately two years' worth of planning comes down to five five to ten minute windows. It comes down to absolute pinpoint accuracy with, with planning and, and, and sticking to schedule. Perfect, Richard. Well, from my, myself, thanks very much for taking the time to, to join us on this Blarney podcast. We're two weeks in. We've still got a fair, fair way to go, so best of luck for the rest of the tournament. And we hope to have you uh, on the podcast after the tournament's completed to talk us through the operation. Cheers, Drew. Cheers, Mike. And now for the other news around the London Irish camp. Drew, we were at the Fiji team announcement press conference ahead of their game in the World Cup opener versus England on Friday. And London Irish new signing Asaili Tikaratuma has been named in the match day 23. So great news for Asaili and great news for London Irish. Absolutely. I think we saw a message on our Facebook page that said... He's learned everything he knows at London Irish, which is a bit tongue-in-cheek, but it's great to, to have Aseli in the squad, and we're looking forward to the game tomorrow tomorrow evening. Who do you think is going to win, Drew? I think the elements are going to play a huge part. If it's raining uh, and England can dominate up front, scrum for penalties, kick their goals, build a score, Fiji are going to find life very difficult. Um, if it's dry and Fiji are allowed to play and the game opens up, you do fear for England. But I think 60, 65 minutes, England will probably run away with it. Not a huge win, but I expect to, to see England get over the line there. And in other news, it broke today, obviously we're recording this on Thursday, that Jeb Sinclair has been selected on the bench for Canada for their World Cup match on Saturday versus Ireland. Great news for Jeb. Yeah, brilliant that Jeb's involved. It's going to be a very difficult ask for the Canadians. They're going to be... Uh, playing at the, Medes- uh, at the Millennium Stadium, sorry, when I said Medeski Stadium there, in front of a huge crowd, plenty of Irish support, and Irish, you know, one of the Northern Hemisphere favourites going into this tournament. So it's going to be a huge ask for the Canadians, but great to see Jeb's involved and uh, 
Should he get on, I'm sure he'll do his country very proud. And there's obviously still a few more team announcements to go, but we'll all be hoping that the rest of the London Irish contingent will be getting their names on the team sheets and representing the club on the global stage. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be great to see Afisa Trevoranis lead out the Samoans. We've obviously got Halani with Tonga as well. Sean Maitland, new signing, will be looking to get into a very competitive back three for Scotland. And Ben Franks, uh, obviously vying with his brother Owen for the, for the tight head jersey for the All Blacks. And in other news, we completed our four Pint with the Player events at the Crown on the Bridge in Caversham on Wednesday evening. Four successful events, two in Reading, one in Kingston and one at the Porter House in London. So thanks for all, the, all of you that uh, turned up and showed your support. And we'll send you more details about the next Pint with events when we have them confirmed. And that's it for this week's episode of the Blarney Podcast. Make sure you tune in again next week. Until then, enjoy the World Cup and we'll speak to you then. Thank you for listening to the Blarney, the official London Irish podcast.